Hey, and welcome back to a random movie night. Or welcome here for the first time. If you're if you're just coming here for the first time, because this uh, is the one they'd pick. This is the one. Why not? I, I have to I have to join in now. Okay, fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, may as you well. know what? Because we're finally uh, done with '80s movies for a little bit, so uh, maybe a '90s movie. Maybe that will attract people. Yes, we're going back to, back uh, 20, 23 years. Jeez, so yeah. old, so old. Anyway, my name is Keith Phipps. Um, this one was older I, than I thought it was. Yeah, I know, I know. In some ways, I, it feels like it, but yeah. but I'm here with what's? Who am I here with? I don't know. No one. Mike, you're, Mike, you're, this is your this is your conscious. Mike Ryan and we host this podcast where we watch a movie chosen by a random number generator. And last time it, it coughed up. The 27th highest grossing film in 1995, which is, uh, drumroll, Bad Boys, which you probably know from reading the episode description. It was behind, in the box office for that year, it was behind Heat and Waiting to Exhale, and it was ahead of Babe and the American President, just just slightly on both those fronts. This yeah, I always in, thought it did a lot better than this. Yeah, well, I think, here's, here's, here's my theory as to why. I think there's a couple reasons, but... It's a quintessential summer movie that was released in April of 1995, back when April was not a you know time of year most people went to this sort of movie. Um, and I don't think Will Smith or Martin Lawrence they were they were TV people at the time. This is part of what you know helped turn especially Smith into someone other than a TV person. And Michael Bay was not a this is his first film as a director, and it was not a, a brand name. I mean, a, a Bad Boys Two was a bigger hit. Because this had come out and this was a big hit and Michael Bay was a name and, and everyone had watched it, except for me, who had never seen this movie before. Yeah, this is a uh, year before Independence Day, which is weird. In my mind, this like I keep thinking of Independence Day as like Will Smith's first like, ah, oh, he's in a movie now. Like I I always think of this as like right after, but it's not. Yeah, no, I I, th- I remember it being later than it was two as well. I think it's because uh, Bad Boys Two is a huge deal. Right. And which I think I that's what's in my head, like, like and, and, as opposed to this one, which again did, did okay. And you had and, seen, yeah, you had seen this before, right? I have never sat down and watched this all the way through. This <laughs> how could neither? First, I don't yeah, know. This, neither, this, this was my first time ever watching this movie, like just from start to finish. I'm, uh, I'm going to watch Bad Boys. Yeah. Well, I sat down. It's on Netflix. If anyone wants to check it out, it hasn't. Seen oh, it I wish you would have told me that. I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you okay. know how I own it? Uh, well, I rented it. I rented it on iTunes. Okay. I wish I, I I wish I would have known it was on Netflix. I even searched I'm, like the HBO. Uh, I did search like the HBO movies, uh, and they had Bad Boys too. You got to check out GoWatchIt.com. Okay, uh, that's 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 my plug for the week. Uh, we're not sponsored by them, but they they can sponsor. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, we we take a sponsor. Uh, uh, but that's uh, that's that's my source for figuring out where, what's streaming where. And it's not a hundred percent accurate, but it'll at least you know point you in the right direction most of the time. All right, so back to Bad Boys. It made fifteen million dollars its opening weekend, which is pretty good for an April movie in nineteen ninety five, and it was nearly twice as much as its closest competition, which was a Goofy movie, which I have, have also not seen. I imagine these are different audiences, though, right? Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna. Who's I'm gonna to make say? A, I'm gonna make a declaration here at the beginning of the movie, um, okay. at the beginning of the podcast. Um, I have not seen them all. This is now my favorite Michael Bay movie. Whoa, what? Yeah, what? But you know what? I don't really like Michael Bay movies. Yeah, but okay. Who would? What would you put ahead of this? Armageddon. This, this the is first tra- The first Transformers. Yeah. No, I don't know. Uh, that's, painting. That's the game? only one I. What's that? Pain and Gain. The Rock. Yeah, this is very much the, in the middle for me of his movies. It's above yeah, the all the, the other. First one I saw. It's above all the other Transformers. Though there's something about Transformers uh, Three 
that I find interesting. But uh, I don't think it's good, but I, there's something about it that's interesting. But um, yeah, all the other Transformers except for the first one, this one's in the middle for me. It's definitely not yeah. the best one. Like the, 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 the action scenes, at least later in his career, they became coherent. The early ones are more coherent here than, than what I typically think of as a Michael Bay action scene. Like I think... I don't think I've seen a Bay movie. No, that's not true. I saw Pain and Gain. But I have that first Transformers movie to me. It's just such a crazy mishmash of images that I cannot follow what's going on. That to me, like something like the heist sequence here or really most of the action scenes in the first half of the movie read as a much more coherent piece of filmmaking than I usually think of Michael Bay's movies as being. Am I wrong? Yes. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe. I disagree with this. Here's the thing that kind of made me appreciate Michael Bay more. And I forget who said it. And I wish I I wish I could remember who it was. But on a shot by shot basis. You know what? Let's let's pretend Rodney Dangerfield said it. Okay, we'll say Rodney Dangerfield. So so repeat what you just said. Only, you know, one time Rodney Dangerfield said. As Rodney Dangerfield once said, on a shot by shot basis, he's an incredible filmmaker. Like you pause any moment in any of his movies and you're looking at, at a really striking image. It's just they're cut together in just this bizarre way. And it's not because he doesn't know what he's doing. It's because, it's because sort of he gets this... no respect. Well, yes, there's that too. Uh, but <laughs> I'm, he, I'm but, sorry. I, you well, know what? I, I even did the thing where you adjust your tie. I did that <laughs> on a <laughs> podcast. No one can see it, but I'm sitting, I'm sitting here and I actually did that little maneuver. I'm not wearing a tie. I just went to where a tie would be. I think, I think you have to, or else you can't really get, you can't do right it. Thing. Yeah. You have to do that maneuver. Yeah. Oh, Ronnie Dangerfield. He's missed. I think, yeah. Uh, anyway, not to get on a tangent, but, um, but you're like, you know, the way these things are cut together, they're just so chaotic that I just find myself resisting them. Like the rock, it, you know, right away. I was like, what, what is this? But, I, I don't know. I don't think he's quite to that point yet. And I didn't hate watching this movie. How about well, you? I didn't hate watching this movie. Yeah. It's a perfectly enjoyable. It it, it can actually be retitled uh, uh, the 19, uh, 1990s, the movie. Yeah, kind of. Like kind everyone of, but... is wearing like the most 90s outfit possible. Yes. To and the, the point where like no one actually dressed like that. But that's what in movies they dress like. And the cars and the computers and the soundtrack. Yeah, it's all very 1995. And it's a great looking, you know, like I kind of like I say, it's a great looking movie. Like the, the sort of like odd, like overcast, like hazy look he gets from Miami where you can kind of feel the heat. I mean, I mean, he knows what he's doing. And, and, and I think filming this in Miami in 1995 was I don't think we'd really seen Miami on film all that much since Miami Vice. So it's kind of like checking in with a new location. That was a, that was a smart move as well. I think I think the original draft was in New York. But we should actually talk, talk about how this film began. I mean, it is ostensibly a comedy, but it was supposed to star at one point Dana Carvey and John Lovitz instead of Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. You know what? I'm going to go on record. That's a different movie. I Yeah. I know, I know, I know. There's people out there like, what are you talking about? It would be extremely similar. No. Yeah. It would it would be different. I think you're right. That's a daring proclamation I'm I'm willing to, to back you up on. But yeah, but it did star Will Smith and Martin Lawrence and, and their biggest film roles to that to that point. How do you feel about these guys? I I'll I'll say what I how I feel. I think Will Smith is great. 
I think Will Smith is always great. I don't even think he's really, ta- you know, tasked with that much to do in this movie, and he just kind of holds the that screen. That was surprising. And, this is basically Martin Lawrence's movie. Yeah, and Martin Lawrence, I a little goes a really long way for me. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, he kind of has that Jim Carrey thing where he's just he's just trying so hard at every moment. Yeah, the thing that, is, like, I'm I I, I don't want to say I don't like him in this because he is like giving an effort <laughs> to sure. entertain here, but. I really wish it was a balance between those two and not, I mean, there's moments where Will Smith just just disappears for like 15 minutes. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I thought this was like a a, a duo movie. I thought it was both of them. And it it basically is like a Martin Lawrence movie. I I, I have a feeling the second one, there's more Will Smith. I have not seen the second one either. Who knows? Maybe maybe it's next. Yeah, it could be next. But but, um, yeah, I mean, I think at the time you you could probably say they were roughly at the same level of stardom. They, They were both in hit sitcoms. I mean, Will Smith had the, the musical career that Martin Lawrence didn't, but like Martin Lawrence had a stand-up career that, that Will Smith never had. So, uh, I, mean, roughly... I would say Will Smith was maybe a little more popular. Yeah, maybe. Fresh Prince maybe. of Bel-Air was a higher rated series than... It wasn't on Fox. I, th- I think Martin was on Fox yeah. back when Fox was, was still like, you know... And Fresh uh, Prince of Bel-Air was NBC. Right, exactly. Um, exactly. But uh, anyway, well, let's get into the pod. So they're cops. That's kind of the plot, I guess. Yeah, that's, <laughs> but, uh, that, uh, that's it. They're, 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 they're cops. But beyond that, oh, boy, you think are they exactly the same? Oh, no, they're not. Uh, Will Smith is a, a, a rich kid who's chosen to become a cop anyway. And he drives his dream. It was his dream his whole life. His dream his whole life. And I thought at some point we we're going to get sort of like some sort of hidden motivation as to what, you know, what drove him to this. But we really this don't. This is not that kind of movie. It's he not a movie the where ladies, there's a hidden man, motivation. Left and right. You know, all, all the ladies. Martin Lawrence is a settled down uh, married type who, in a running gag, is not having sex with his wife. And boy, does that drive a lot of uh, a lot of dialogue in this film. Even really like a lot of plot in the film, too, because in a farcical misunderstanding, at one point they are... What a weird... This is the weirdest thing about this movie, that yes. it's like they're pretending to be each other the whole, pretty much the whole movie. This I did not real, realize was the plot of the movie. And These two people ever, we just meet, then it's like, why can't... I don't know. If there's ever a point where that makes sense in the movie, the they they keep it going much longer than it makes any sense whatsoever. Like they they need her to believe the one is the other in order to bring her in because her friend who's been killed said he, she'll only trust Mike Lowry. Right, but uh, instead of just writing the script where Mike Lowry's like, "All right, here I am," which is Will Smith, sure, and, and then the hijinks ensue. Martin Lawrence has to pretend to be Mike Lowry so that she'll talk to him. And then the rest of the movie has to pretend to be Mike Lowry. It's the strangest decision. And there's really no re- there's no reason to do this. That leads to scenes, theoretically hilarious scenes, where Will Smith has to pretend not to be that upset that that his his expensive rug has been ruined by Tay Leone's dog, and then Tay Leone tries to seduce Martin Lawrence, who's wants to stay happily married, but is also very horny. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it, it's, it's, a, it's all a little rough. I, I, you know, there, there's one scene, this could get delicate, where mid-90s and Tay Leone is like, oh, I thought, because there, there's pictures of Martin Lawrence with, is it Mike Lowry? Is it Will Smith? It's them together because they're friends, right? Like that. Yeah. And, and then a lot she's of like, oh, I thought well, that Also, might Mike be. has a lot of pictures of himself up in his house, which yeah. is itself an odd thing, but But then she, she thinks, oh, I thought that might be your lover, and mm-hmm. I thought we were going to go to some really dark territory, and they drop it pretty quickly, and I was, like, so relieved. Yeah, and it's not even, like, there's not as much gay panic, because there's, like, a little flash I of I thought gay it panic, was going to be but... typical, for the time, gay panic, and I was like, oh my god, here we go. Yeah. And 
it really drops it right away. Like he just basically says, no, no, I, I'm, uh, I'm not. And then they kind of drop it. Am I getting this wrong? No, that's about right. And okay. Leone's character seems totally nonchalant about it, so that's she's fine with it. I mean, she's roommates. No, with I thought it. the Martin Lawrence character was going to say yeah. some stuff that 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 would have been not great. And it, it's not the best scene, and it's not the best scene. But I just thought it was going to be so worse, and it it goes away quickly. And um, and that and that, and that's about as bad as it Correction, gets as far as stuff we're not we don't like anymore, or not we don't like anymore. But society has decided rightfully uh, no more of this. Yeah, yeah, that that we've had enough gay panic humor, and and it's yeah, that's that's. I mean, like I said, it tip tip starts to tiptoe in that direction, and kind of kind of sallies back, which is fine. We do get a stereotypical Middle Eastern convenience store clerk, and now that's, that's a little rough. And then otherwise, though, it's it's you know it's just a lot of Michael Bay uh, leering shots, which are you know it comes with the territory. Uh, we should actually talk about Taya Leone a little bit because I feel like I mean she's had a fine career. I feel like we've kind of we kind of let her down because she just has like a, this is a really interesting quality to her. She always comes out like she's like 70, 70 degrees IQ points higher than, than anyone else in the room. And, and, uh, she's so, she's fine. Isn't in this. she on like an extremely popular television show? She right is. Yeah. She's fine. She's fine. She's fine. She's on Madam Secretary and that's, that seems like a good fit for her. But, but I mean, you know, I, I think about it like how she was in flirting with disaster and it feels like there was a great tale. She's great in deep impact. Yeah, well, sure. Uh, but I, don't, I love her in that. I love that movie. It feels like there's. But, like, but then again, I like Armageddon, so there's a trend here. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like there's kind of a great. Who knew that? That we but we get movie. both of them. We get both of those movies mentioned in this uh, in this installment. Well, you can't mention Armageddon without mentioning Deep Impact, I guess. But it's, it just seems like there's sort of a great Taylor movie that never got made, and maybe still will. I don't know, but but I don't know. She's 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 good in this. You know what else she's um, really good in? Family Man, like the Nicolas Cage one. Yeah, yeah. I the, only the only, one of the few Brett Ratner movies I can actually a stomach. I only like not, not and, and not because I, and, and not in a I like Brett Ratner way, but just like it's it's a strangely sweet movie for something directed by Brett Ratner. Yeah. Have you seen uh, it? I, no, I, I did. It was years ago. I maybe even reviewed it, but I, I barely remember it. I, I um, yeah, I, I'm not necessarily in a hurry to go back and check out more Brett Ratner stuff, given <laughs> <laughs> these days for yeah, some reason. That'd be, that'd be, that, now that's a tweet. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know what I really need to do? I need to check out some Brett Ratner movies. No, yeah, yeah. Well, not really. But all right, what, do you, what else do we need to talk about with Bad Boys? I think we should talk about that amazing club scene at Club Hell. Club Hell. A uh, uh, sort of a, a movie's dream of what a uh, mid '90s electronic music uh, pumping uh, dance club Again, would look it like. Fits, it fits the the theme. '90s the movie. Yeah, it does. It does. It's 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 it's, it's strange. I, I um the '90s are starting to feel like a long time ago now. Well, in a know, way the that... one that got the part that got me in 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 that respect was uh, uh, when Martin Lawrence makes it. I want to be like Mike reference. That you're supposed yeah. to just get immediately. And it even took me like a second. I'm like, oh, yes, the Michael Jordan uh, uh, commercials from that era. No one to, uh, no, no kid today is going to be like, I, I know what that means. That's no. why it's not the best thing to put modern pop culture references into your movies because they, they date. They do. They do. Um, and like, you know, sometimes I, I watch an old MST3K episode and it's like, does anyone who wasn't watching cable in 1987 get these references? No. Probably not. No. But, yeah. But to be fair to them, there's really no way to do those without inserting that stuff. And if you're asking your stars to improvise around what is apparently not a, not all the strong the strongest script in the world, as, as I believe that they did, you're going to get stuff like that. This movie feels heavily improv. 
Yeah, oh, I'm sure. But with those two, it has there has to be some. It was fine as as Michael Bay movies go. It's fine. There was very there's lots of explosions. I I'm I'm, I'm becoming <laughs> kind of a, that, that that that's a that's a movie poster quote. I think I've become a bigger fan of pre CGI explosions. Yes, that's true. Yes, it's they good look to good. See. Yeah, it's good to see something that that you know was actually blown up and it wasn't sweetened in any way. Yeah, there's there's a I forget which one it was one of the helicopter shots in this movie. I know that Bay paid for himself that the studio didn't want to give him the money for it, so he took it out of his own um his own you know, he made a lot of money no doubt making commercials and music videos. So he came into this as a very experienced yeah. um filmmaker who probably, you know, had a had a little little bit in the bank already. So I, I I liked I I appreciate that 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 he went the extra mile and and for his creative vision that creative vision involved a helicopter. It did. It might be the- <laughs> you know you know the scene the scene that I I kind of la- loved it was um kind of near the end. There's a scene of Will Smith. It it probably didn't last this long, but in my mind, it lasted about ten minutes of him just running shirtless down the street. Yes, and. and um it's so dramatic and he he's running forever his shirt he's technically got a shirt on but it's like kind of falling off and then the whole thing is just to push martin lawrence like kind of barely out of the way when like <laughs> yeah car almost sets him it's the most <laughs> it's such a setup for like not much when when he actually like gets to martin lawrence and just kind of like shoves him they, but he saves his life he does save his life it's a, he, he does he he's does. a hero there's a lot of slow motion in that. A lot of yeah, slow motion shirtlessness. Um, I, I, I I almost feel like Will Smith was like, "Look, you have cut me out of so much of this movie. I get a ten minute scene running without my shirt on, uh, in slow motion." Fair. For for all like sort of the the you know leggy shots, and at one point they actually run through a bikini photo shoot. There is a lot of uh, male um, objectification in this movie as well. That's fair. Yeah. There's well, it's my yeah. It's downright progressive. This movie is what I'm trying to say. This is <laughs> sure. No, it could be made in 2018, not 1995. Briefly, supporting cast: we got Joe Pantoliano and and one you know yeah, in, in, in a role that yeah I, I, I'm sure others could have played it, but who could play it as well as Joe Pantoliano, the screaming uh, sergeant or or what lieutenant or whatever their boss is? We got you know, young Michael Imperioli in this yeah, as well. Really young. Pre uh, and, pre-Sopranos. And if you if you look, you can see Kevin Corrigan as well as one of the lab techs. Did you wow. catch Kevin Corrigan? I it's did quite not. the guest. And then from the moment when Chucky Cario was was suddenly like, you know, it seems like he was like the bad guy in every other thriller for a while there. Because it's the same year that he did Goldeneye, in which I believe he is also the bad guy or a bad guy of many. And and don't forget uh NBA legend John Sally. Uh-huh. Wait, who did he play? He was didn't you notice oh, the, the extremely the, tall, yes, uh, tall a computer yeah. hacker? Yeah, I'm. I'm not. You're, you, if you have a sports reference, I'm okay. not necessarily the guy who's going to get it. But yes, now of course that was the basketball well, player. Well, if anyone is is a foot taller than Will Smith, who's that, not short, that, it's probably an <laughs> NBA player. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I do, I do want to bring up my. You mentioned the oh, explosions. Yeah. My favorite explosion. I like laughed out loud. I was so delighted by it. Was I think it's Will Smith who says it when uh, the guy. The guy's trying to escape on a plane and he goes, you forgot your boarding pass. It starts shooting at him and everything blows <laughs> up. And then the guy just goes flying off <laughs> into the, away from the explosion. Like, yeah. it almost like a comically look. Uh, it, it, I don't know if it's supposed to. I don't care. Like, I was just like, this, this, that's amazing. And you I forgot pre- your boarding pass is a pretty good uh, action line. I appreciate how shameless this movie is. Like, 
uh, with its you know setups and payoffs like setting up the fancy sport car being loaded in sports car being loaded into the plane which pays off of course and then that big chase scene at the end yeah it's just it's 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 here here's what we're going to be doing for you and here it is it's it's, it's very it's a very simple film in that respect oh another fun fact about this movie after this movie will smith went on to become a huge star <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> i don't I, i'm not sure if you knew that yeah, a huge star. And like there was that period there when like every July 4th was kind of his weekend. Yeah. Um, that. That's when Wild Wild West came out. That's when Wild Wild. Yeah, that might have been the end of it. But still, for a little while there. That was a good song. Uh, how's he doing, Will Smith? It's, it's <laughs> um, like, well, yeah, we just talked yesterday. He's, uh, I don't know, he seems fine. It just feels like it's been a little rough for, I guess, I guess Suicide Squad was a, was a hit. I never saw Collateral Beauty. And, you know, I skipped Bright. I don't know. I feel like he's had better. Isn't he in something recently? Bright is his most recent credit, I believe. Oh yeah, he's going to be in uh, Aladdin. Aladdin. He'll, yeah, yeah, he'll be he'll be fine. That'll be good. Well, I don't know if it'll be good, but he'll be fine in it. Yeah, and then uh, well, he he did that weird thing where he kind of disappeared for a few years. Mm-hmm. And when he came back, did he come back with like After Earth or or no? He was like seven pounds. So seven pounds is after is the last thing he did before he disappeared. He did not and, make a movie between two thousand eight and two thousand twelve. Isn't that weird? Yeah. And he came back with Men in Black 3, right. which was a hit. Yeah. And then thought... After Earth, right after that, which was basically a vehicle for Jaden. Right. And then Winter's Tale. Then Focus, which I actually kind of like. Yeah, no, Focus is fine. Yeah, it's, it, cool. it's kind of the old Will Smith. Like, he's charming, he's fun, he's a thief. Like, that movie, people should watch that movie. That movie's actually a pretty good, like, it's a, it's a great movie for, like, a flight. He's got a great chemistry with Margot Robbie. In yeah, that movie, he does. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then... uh you know, Concussion, I actually kind of like, too. I missed that one, but I, I, I wanted to see it. And then uh, <laughs> and then, uh, then Suicide Squad and Collateral Beauty were not were kind of back-to-back yeah. uh, panned. And then uh, the infamous Bright. Yeah, he'll, he'll be fine. He'll bounce back. Netflix wanted me to watch Bright when this was over. He had such a run, though. You're right. Like, after Bad Boys, he had Independence Day, then Men in Black, then Enemy of the State, then Wild Wild West in 99. It- and then Legend of Bagger Vance. But then Ali, it. Men in Black 2, Bad Boys 2, iRobot was bad. Yeah. I like Hitch. I gotta admit, I like Hitch. I've never seen Hitch. But, I, but even like, the thing about Will Smith is, I think he's always good. Like, or almost always good. But like, he's good when he's, have... in his, he's good when he's like doing what he's good at. <laughs> like, he's, which is, which is being yes. like a charming person. I mean, that's why he's great in Ali, because Ali was charming, you know? It's like, it's when he tries to, like, go dour, it's like, why why are we watching this? But even then, The Pursuit of Happiness is not a good movie, but he's very good in that movie. Oh, you don't like that movie? I like that movie. It's, it's not. Well, it's what, not why, why don't you like Pursuit of Happiness? All right, fine. I don't remember. I just remember <laughs> 12 years I remember, ago. I remember kind of, I remember liking that movie. All right. Well, you know what? You're probably right. I'm probably wrong. Um, I, I'm, hey, I, look, your word's not mine. But I remember walking <laughs> out of that feeling inspired. Yeah. To pursue happiness. I paid spell. to see that movie in a theater and I walked out satisfied. All right. All right. Well, I'm not going to I'm not going to take that, those good memories away from you. I liked okay. Legend of Bagger Vance at the time, but uh, but uh, that is not not one where, where uh, many people shared my, my feelings. How do, we, how do we feel about Hancock today? I remember being, I mean, at the time I thought it was more interesting than good, but he's very good in it. And I, don't know, I, I felt like they, they, they kind of hedged their bets on, on where to take that movie and the, the ending of it 
is pretty bad, but but the the premise is of, of the sort of the washed up superhero is pretty great, and he and he really kind of throws himself into the role. Would that uh, movie be better today? Because that movie came out like the same year as Iron Man, the original Iron Man. Would that movie be more interesting today? It came out at the point where people were like, oh, superhero movies are almost over. Let's do some commentary on them. Because that was the same year, I believe, that superhero movie, like the, that cheap farce came out. So it kind of felt like the cycle was playing itself out. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Right. And then they ended. That was, you know, that's true. They all ended. Yeah, that was the end of superhero It was movies. the end of the superhero movies in, in 2008. Like, you know, they should bring those back. Yeah, I, they should. People, it's time for I bet people would like those. Yeah, it's, it's it's I I I hope for the day where it's like the only movie you can see. It's like it's the only movies in theaters, but but you know we'll never we'll never be at that point. Oof. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. That's All right, coming. well we should. Um, They're going to be like concerts. It's like, well, I mean, look, if we all live long enough to see the day. When it's only superhero movies in movie theaters, I, I, whatever. How about you're that? talking about you're talking about today? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh, are, you're, you're just. Being, I'm, I'm saying for real though, not using a hyperbole. So you're just saying that that the state of the world is such that we might not even get to that point. That's fine. That's like, you know, if, okay. The, the big debate about the most popular movie award at the Oscars. If we actually. Are, are living to see that award handed out uh i will i will consider that a positive that is my opinion on the most popular movie award at the at the academy awards if we actually see that award delivered to some someone someone actually gets on stage and hey we won this uh, i will be so thrilled that's a that's a happy note to send our listeners out well no because we got to pick the next movie that'll be the happy true. note okay all right let, let's do it then let's right. roll the bones as they say rolling the bones the virtual I've digital bones. I've never heard that phrase in my life. Really? Rolling the bones? Yeah, it's like dice. Okay. Like dice, well, I know dice, what dice are. I did, I no, but it's like dice where used to be made of, you know, of ivory. So oh, I see. Okay, yeah. rolling the bones. Okay, the year is 2007. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. We're still out of the, we're out of the 80s and the 90s at this point. And we are going to be watching the 18th highest grossing film of 2007, and that is... Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer. <laughs> okay, well, that's uh, why, why do we do this? Superhero why, movies. Why do we do this? Why is why is this something we do? Um, Fun fact to the uh, a little behind the curtains: we actually pay money to do this. That's we don't true. make we don't make money off of this. We that, pay money to do this. At some point, yes, we pay some production costs and movie rentals and that kind of thing. At I'm going to pay money for for the for the uh, uh, both of us are going to pay money for the uh, so we can talk about Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer for you who's listening uh, right now. So if you're listening, why don't you leave us a nice review? Because yes, we are paying we are paying out of our own pocket to bring this to you. At some point, maybe we'll do a GoFundMe or Patreon or something like that. But right now, it's just all it's all free. It's all, all free. free. It's a money but loser. It's still free, even if we do that, because people don't have to. True. Yeah. But yeah, we're just we're just floating that right now. That does not right. exist. There's nothing to even donate to. We're just floating it. But nope. we do pay to do this. All we ask. This is, this a... this podcast costs us money. And all, all... next next up is Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. <laughs> and with that note. It may, it may cost more than money. All right. On that note, let's let's wind things down. All we ask, all we do, we just want your love and also occasional maybe some reviews on, on iTunes. This has been Random Movie Night. My name is Keith Phipps. I'm a freelance writer. You can find me on Twitter at kphipps3000. I collect my clips. 
at keithphipps.com. Recently, I've been in Rolling Stone, The Ringer, Vulture, all kinds of, of good places. Mike, how about you? Where can people find you? Still at Uproxx. Still at Uproxx. All right. And, 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 and online at what's your, what's your Twitter handle? Just my name. Mike Ryan. The one and only Mike Ryan. No, there's a few uh, of them, actually. I get their tweets all the time. Yeah. There's the uh, producer uh, for the Levitard show. There's a singer in Texas. There's a few of us. All right. So FYI, uh, there's other ones out there to find if you don't like this one. <laughs> um, our, <laughs> our intro and outro music is by Lee Rosevier from the album Music for Podcasts. Thanks for Daniel Jakes for editing and production help. And we will see you next time. At the movies. Uh, yes, exactly. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye.